Welcome to Making a Scene, an Esplanade podcast about how art gets made. Around the world, theaters, museums, and concert halls have been shut for months due to COVID 19 induced lockdowns. Since plays, concerts, and art exhibitions are communal experiences, the art sector is still trying to figure out a way forward in this time of social distancing, even as other sectors of the economy have resumed operations. As a result, art makers, in particular independent freelance practitioners, have been struggling to remain sustainable and to find work in this time of crisis. In April this year, Nine homegrown arts companies in Singapore reported a loss of 2.6 million in box office receipts as a result of cancelled shows, while thousands of freelancers in the arts, media, design, and entertainment sectors reported lost income totaling 30 million. And those numbers are still climbing. For an industry that relies on packing in as many people as possible in an enclosed space, Will social distancing be its death knell? Today, we'll be talking about the state of the arts in Singapore in the time of COVID 19 and what lies ahead for our art makers. I'm your host, Janice Ko. On stage and on screen, I've played many characters in my 30 years working as an actor. I've also previously worked at the National Arts Council, first in strategic planning and then in funding and grants. From 2012 to 2014, I took on a role that drew on my background in both performing and policy. I served as a nominated member of parliament representing the arts, or as we like to call it, Arts NMP. This role came about in 2009 when a group of Singapore arts practitioners decided it was vital to have a representative in parliament who could speak up on cultural issues and give voice to the community's concerns. The first arts NMP was appointed that same year. She was Audrey Wong, then the artistic co director of independent art space, the substation, and now head of the School of Creative Industries at LaSalle College of the Arts. I served for two and a half years after Audrey. Kok Heng Luan, the artistic director of theatre company Drama Box, then stepped forward to serve as the arts NMP from 2016 to 2018, and the most recent NMP for the arts is Terence Ho. The executive director of the Singapore Chinese Orchestra. In this episode, I'll be talking to my fellow arts NMPs, Audrey, Heng Luan, and Terence, about the state of our art scene today and the different challenges faced by arts companies, freelance practitioners, and policymakers during the pandemic. What are the strategies art makers might need to survive this crisis? Are there any silver linings to the current situation? And is there a possibility of building a more resilient ecosystem for the arts in a COVID 19 world? Let's find out. Hi, Audrey, Heng Luan, and Terence. Welcome and thank you so much for joining us, joining me remotely from your homes today. So I'm just going to jump right in and pose my first question to Heng Luan、um, because you, you, know, you run a theatre company, Drama Box. As you know,、uh, I don't know how many of you know this, but Cameron McIntosh, who is you know, a very well known hit musical producer and、uh, the owner of Eight Theatres in London's West End, actually recently announced that all his venues will most likely remain shuttered until 2021, and that so long as social distancing exists, he does not plan to reopen.
Just how bad is this pandemic for the performing arts in Singapore? It seems that in the UK, they are looking at it as some kind of existential crisis for the performing arts. Would you say, Heng Luan, that the performing arts in Singapore is facing the same crisis? I would agree with that. Uh, since March, uh, we have not had any performances. Uh, we can't do any rehearsals. Uh, we could do a bit of workshop. But, you know, uh, the core work of a for performing arts is actually to perform and to be connected to the audience. As long as uh, theatre are closed, there's no way we can do work. If you look at the current situation as we are into phase two, the venues are still not opened. And even if they are opened, uh, we are lo- probably looking at very reduced size of audience. And that, you know, for some company, in fact, for most company, it would be economically not very, really viable uh, unless, you know, you have a lot of state funding to support you. I can imagine, you know, companies like uh, Wild Rice, how are they going to survive through, you know, till the end of this year or maybe beginning of next year with reduced audience size? Uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a huge problem, not just this year, but next year. Uh, while we're in the crisis mode at this moment, I can see the government providing direct support to theatre companies, to the art scene. But when we go into next year, we may not be able to get such direct support. In fact, uh, the recovery is going to be even more painful. Uh, that means that uh, would the audience come back? Uh, would we be able to get uh, sponsorship? Uh, would other agencies be coming in? Uh, commissioning other new projects. All these are quite unknown at this moment because everybody is so focused, first in dealing with the public health uh, issue, next trying to revive the economy. What has Drama Box been doing in response to the situation? We, we have been busy. <laughs> of course, uh, the first thing that we need to do is to uh, deal with this public health crisis, uh, consolidating uh, the company, Uh, ensuring that everybody is safe. Uh, Because we also work a lot with communities, we've been spending a lot of time in different ways, trying to connect with some of the communities that you're working with, uh, checking that they're okay, uh, providing uh, 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 a lot of time, sending things to them to ensure that they they feel good at this moment, so that they they, they feel that they are not alone. At the same time, we've been looking at a lot of our programs. Uh, Could our programs go online? Uh, what if we go online? How would that, uh, you know, change the way we make the work? Uh, so we've been readjusting a lot of our programming. Uh, we were initially going to have a participatory art festival in September with groups coming from overseas. And now all these overseas companies can come. We can't do participatory work because of social distancing. So we have to creatively think about how to move everything online or to do such participatory work using uh, or, or embracing social distancing you know, as a kind of approach. Uh, that is now uh, what we are working hard on. Uh, we are relooking at our next year's program. Uh, we have to negotiate with NAC to, to look at our KPIs because I'm very sure we are not able to fulfill those KPIs that have been given. Uh, so, so I think... Uh, at least in Drama Box, it would be reflective of what many companies would be uh, facing. 
but I would say that uh, for some smaller companies, it may be even worse because they also have to face uh, issues of the rental uh, in some uh, uh, venues. You know, they have to pay very high maintenance costs. At the same time, they may not have major grant and they have to deal with these issues. I think they, they would really have a, a, a really existential crisis over there. You know, how they can survive even after maybe three more months. I really don't know. Um, I totally agree with you. Um, sitting on the board of Wild Rice, I can say that we, you know, the company is trying very much to continually engage with its audience through other kinds of means, whether it's digitally or through archived material that they put out online. But ultimately, there's this huge question mark over programming and the paralysis that the situation has put the company in, in a way where it's not even possible to really plan beyond like a three to four month uh, window because of all this uncertainty. Um, at this point, I just want to throw the next question to Terence. actually. Terence, you are the executive director of the Singapore Chinese Orchestra. Is the music world facing a similar issue? And how is the SEO you know, coping in this situation? I think um, we always uh, talk about the articulation and the expressions of the music and our musicians that how they conduct performance on stage live and uh, as versus now that um, almost 100% of the concerts go digital and go online it's a totally different experience for the listener and even for the viewers many orchestra like even for SEO that we are doing a um, live streaming and an online digital concert. Um, we even put the 55 musicians together to um, record um, at home and uh, bring the music together. Um, however, this is not a long-term solution for us and also for many, many orchestra. The world renowned orchestra like Berlin Philharmonic, they, they've been in the uh, digital concert hall for more than 10 years. And um, uh, you can see that uh, building the online viewers and listeners that uh, took them more than 10 years. To design a concert season now and uh, even for the future is going to be very different. We have actually postponed or uh, cancelled more than uh, almost 80% of our concerts. We were supposed to start the new season this July and uh, for uh, 2020 and 2021. And uh, we couldn't even think of bringing the audience back uh, in 2021. So what we can do now is really to set um, a, a, a total different ballgame in terms of offering of our concert content. Um, and um, I have to form a digital task force to look into the artistic, the audience and uh, also, um, how this can draw our aspiration forward. Um, quite challenging um, in terms of the investment. Um, however, um, we have actually produced um, more than um, uh, 136 uh, online programs and about 1 million viewers so far. Uh, and those are 100% uh, work from home, uh, perform from home recording. 
uh, and uh, we are moving into phase two. We are getting the musician back on stage, uh, but just for rehearsal and recording, uh, not for the live audience. And uh, we are still waiting and waiting and to see when is the phase three coming that we can open up the concert hall uh, to bring back the audience. That's why we are also working with the Cystic Life to conduct um, live concerts over online and uh, for the e-tickets or uh, the digital culture pass um, to cultivate and habit to purchase ticket online uh, to view our concert. Um, hopefully from there we can convert the audience into our ambassador, our donors and our sponsor as part of the, our stakeholders. Um, those are the efforts that um, require a lot, a lot of human touch. So when I share with my colleagues that uh, the more we go digital, the more human touch we have to inject. Thank you, Terence. Um, wow, it, it just sounds like the SEO has been so proactive in trying to move into the digital space. And actually, you know, after now that we are coming into the end of our third month of dealing with um, lockdowns and so on, I actually, from my experience, have felt that the musicians have been the most um, adaptable to going online and using that digital platform to continue making work and, and raising awareness about their own work. It's been amazing the kind of effort that all these all these musicians and including Singapore musicians have been doing to reach out. And I think that's wonderful. It's been a little bit depressing for those of us who work in the theatre because the collaboration that is required to make a new piece of work it's a lot more challenging. Um, and the, 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 the complexity of the elements that need to come in, uh, I don't know if you agree with me, Heng Luan, but it's not just a matter of, you know, putting on a Zoom production. It just does not reach out in that same way. So, you know, I, I've, I've been listening to a couple of other interviews from, you know, uh, let's say theatre makers in the UK, and some of them are going, well, we don't want to go into the digital space because that's called film and television. You know, uh, what is the point of filming in an empty theatre and putting it online when there's already filmmakers who are doing that and doing it much better and they don't even have the skills? What, what do you think, just sort of projecting forward, if this does not ease if this situation, we don't go back to any kind of normal, what will our arts landscape look like um, a, a year or two years from now if, if this is going to be the new normal? I think, uh, you know, Janice, you're really right because uh, in, especially in theatre, right, uh, we, uh, we talk a lot about uh, being in the present, uh, alive and so much collaboration and Things have to, different people have to come together, you know, make the thing happen. And uh, what the current situation is, uh, even with digitalization, and you know, we keep putting out programs uh, on the web, you know, on internet, I, I sometimes, I do have my reservation because uh, it further create more isolations. You know, that you get used to such isolations, that you get used to just being yourself and alone, you know, and watching it through that screen. And, and that's not something I'm really comfortable with, uh, personally. Uh, and, and in the long run, if this goes on, that means, you know, we can't really do big shows. Uh, it means that uh, in, uh, in terms of uh, 
audience ship in terms of the skill of the kind of work that we do will definitely be affected in terms of its size. And probably I think that maybe artists or uh, theatre artists must start thinking about making work that is much more intimate and maybe for lesser audience. I mean, there has always been uh, this move uh, or this, this trend of actually making work that are for smaller audience uh, in the last, you know, 10 years. And I think probably it's something that, you know, we all got to start thinking more about also. So that at least for the theatre scene, we still can maintain that kind of interactivity in the present, uh, in the same space and time with audience. But in the long run, we must be prepared. Uh, and I wonder, you know, if, if the government uh, has to start to think about, you know, how to continue to support uh, arts company so that they can do work with lesser audience but continue to be, uh, 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 I wouldn't say profitable, but continue to survive. Uh, I think that's really important.